Boom. Boo! <laughs> there we are. Uh, yes! Okay, uh, yeah, I'm already there. Okay, I'm going live on LinkedIn now. And we're live on YouTube also. <laughs> I need to wow. cut the sound of this, or how is that? Going live, this may take a few seconds. Can you can't you can't you mute the the I, sound on the LinkedIn? I will. I will. Does that work? You yeah. Still, ah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Wow, Amelie, here Hello. we are. Here we made it. Friday. Made it. Yay. Twelve. Hello. Hello world. Hello world. We are just in time. All the tech is working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're good <laughs> stream health excellent so we yeah. are very good <laughs> All so right. hello world you're, you're really um present to a very first unique thing because this is the first time that we have done this going live on youtube going live on linkedin the technology is luckily working so and i'm very grateful emily that you want to do this with me bringing this to the world. I'm so happy to be here. I think, I think we are ready for this. I think we are ready for this to finally crack the thing. Like, is it sales that meets CX or CX that meets sales? Cause both are on the, the head of everybody because CX is just the new thing. Sales is the scary thing since forever, but the necessity of our system. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm very happy we can finally crack it. Yes, looking forward to it. Now, um, before we go into uh, introduce one another and why we're doing mm -hmm. this, I think it's uh, important to mention that on YouTube or on LinkedIn, um, Emily is looking on LinkedIn. I'm looking at YouTube. YouTube. If you have some kind of question that you have, um, yeah, it's keeping you awake uh, last night or the, the last weeks. I mean, now is the moment fire it away and uh, ask the question and we will do our utterly best to um to 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 reply it of course with our own vision and our own take on it okay shoot fire the question in the chat any yeah. comment is welcome really try yeah. us <laughs> yeah and after the and after the after the the one hour you can buy our t-shirts no that's a joke um <laughs> <laughs> now lady in pink um, Emily, who is Hello. Emily Behrens and why are you here? Okay, so I am a CX design and career coach. I am passionate about building solution uh, with a radical human centricity. So uh, it's been 12 years that I'm in the digital industry. I worked in many, many, many uh, sectors and actually my job has been essentially the same since the beginning. Uh, I've been building digital solutions, collaborating with people. And as I, I grew in that role, uh, I developed many, many skills around digital, of course, uh, marketing, because it was quite often my entry point. I'd, I worked in a lot, lot of uh, marketing departments. Uh, they liked me, obviously. <laughs> and... Um, and also into collaboration. I've been doing a lot of governance on project because that's actually where people struggle a lot 
collaborating on new projects, innovations, everything you know related to digital transformation, the whole thing. I can tell you that's people transformation first. And uh, yeah, it's been a few years that I've been you know diving more and more into the coaching, proposing now coaching uh, because I know how we live in a world that is confusing, especially when everything is transforming. And that's what I help to do people to find a good way to build a career thanks to coaching and mindsets. Uh, yeah, voilà. that's who I am. And I got a podcast. I'm here on LinkedIn all the time. I love to share. I love to meet people. Yeah. And why are you here? Why are, why, are, why are you doing this with me? Because because we uh, we met thanks to uh, Michael Omblet. And that's, uh, he knew we could, we could be a good match. And it was actually right. Uh, we shared uh, your sales. You are purple. I am pink. I am all CX. But there is a immediate working match because we have been on the same kind of development roads. And, uh, and we found actually a lot of similarities in CX and sales. And we thought that it was a good idea to, uh, to bring that to the world because we are expert in our sector and our specific uh, skills. I think it was the pain to share our view on this because I don't think that everybody see that yet. No, that's correct. So I'm Peter and um, where's Emily and CX? I'm yeah skilled in sales for more than, I don't know, 25 years or something. I have absolutely no idea. And um, for me, I like to reinvent myself in terms of sales. Um, so what I did is I try to do things which seem not to uh, fit in one another, meaning um, working in small companies, working in startups, starting from scratch, all in software, um, then going to a very big corporate because I thought I was going to learn more about sales and that really is going to learn how sales is working. Then again, working again for a startup, then working for a um, managed services company, and now now I'm working at a uh, as a sales director for a marketing technology company. So everything comes together, which is more services based. So and there is um, and that's also my fascination for for CX, of course. And so this is my first question to you, Emily. I mean, you. I mean, for me, I associate CX with marketing as a lot of people. I mean, I talked with our CMO, Lynn Penders, and she said, I don't understand why a lot of people associate marketing with CX because it's much broader than that. I mean, what's your, what's your take on that? Because sales and marketing um, can be like a cat and a, and a dog. I'm not. I love my marketing peers. Eh? Uh, it's, I call it marketing. But for you, I mean, the marketing and CX, what's, what's your thing about it? Yeah. So like I just said, marketing, uh, my, my experience collaborating in companies often starting with marketing. But when I, it's just starting with marketing because quite easily and quite fast, I need to, uh, to collaborate with all the other uh yeah, we still are in the era of departments. So yeah, the other departments. And the first one usually is, uh, you know, client-facing pe department people, uh, sales. But why marketing? I, I think that uh, since a long time, there is a habit, a tradition to bring all new things to marketing. 
because for a lot of people marketing is still fluffy uh, they don't you know you can ah marketing will do that you know that's about a client you need some kind of advertisement it has been very um, yeah compromised in many many ways the, the real definition of marketing and as they're supposed to focus on the customer first customer experience makes sense because and I think it's just by this uh, but indeed marketing and sales they have to work a lot together so uh, yeah quite quickly we have to be I'm, I'm usually somebody in between uh, the people in the collaboration as long as uh, the project uh, is uh, developing so okay. but I think uh, it's a weird habit still because I would start CX where people are actually already facing the the clients and what I observe as well is marketers are a good at what they do but something they don't do much is actually facing clients which is the first best rules of customer experience talk to the client <laughs> and who's talking to the client I, I, I know you know and that's customer why you got custom, yeah. customer success people. <laughs> so yeah, that's why. And that, how did you discover about CX? Because I mean, it's like you've done that for a while, and so suddenly there were a name for it. Yeah, that's 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 indeed a very good question. Um, I, for me, customer for me, CX is a a term which I didn't know, but at the same time, the, the principles behind it were in my DNA. I mean, I think when you when you talk about sales, I mean, I start from the customer or the potential customer. So my intention is to really yeah, create impact and create value. I mean, and to see if a certain product or service um, can enrich, can transform the life of that person, or that company, whatever, or create revenue streams or whatever. Um, and... So for me, it starts with, with that person, what you're trying to achieve. Um, and and that's already a very radical approach because especially in B2B, I mean, sales has a very, especially in the 80s and 90s, a very uh, Wolf of Wall Street uh, type of, of sound where it's not about the customer, it's about um, shareholders or the bosses, uh, their pockets or I don't, but certainly not, um, and, and the customers. So for me, um, sales is all about um, the customer. And the first time that I heard from customer experience who put the term on that was my neighbor. Um, although uh, I have never met him in the street, but I know he's my neighbor, is Stephen van Bellehem. And he's a, he's a professor at, uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, Ali and and he talks about customer experience like for years, but I consider that as marketing, to be honest. Oh. And um, yeah, yeah. And then came Amelie Berens and that, that brought it to my horizon. Um, and also the fact that, and this is a very, this is a very uh, strange thing, is that um, I fully agree you should start with, with, with your customer. And the same time we're living uh, in a very digital era and it's not going to go away in, in, in contrary. I mean, the adoption of new technology is, um, is going to be faster and faster and faster. And there seems to be some kind of trends um, that uh, like marketing is, is moving from an advertising uh, 
communication towards lead generation. Eh? And um, they're using all these kind of digital technology. And sometimes I feel like, are we talking about robots or where is the human behind this? And this is for me like a very, how do you say that? Um, I wouldn't say dangerous, but something to take, to, to really take care of and to really um, involve your customers into that process to yeah. in, instead of just having meetings internally uh, like you're saying marketeers that don't speak to customers I'm like how do you know what they are looking for the wordings I mean for the me there are a lot of assumptions there yeah but uh, and assumptions are part of the methodology and but I think it's also comfortable to take assumptions only um and as it's part of uh, the methodology, you know, you're not making something wrong per se, mm -hmm. but uh, definitely um, it started, I think it started with uh, when they started to say, you know, data is the new gold okay. uh, and the whole the rush uh, to collect as much data as you want, you know, the discussion of who owns the data, blah, blah, blah. that's the whole, that's all they can talk about when actually that, you know, what are you actually doing with this data? There are uh, great actors now on the market who help you to actually simplify this. I'm thinking about my friends, Human37. They have a really data-driven uh, process to help companies, but they are super human and they try to simplify everything at the max. So they are not like the kind of expert who comes and everything sounds complicated, so you need them to survive. No. Um, but the, the data is comfortable because it gives you so many data, so many information, you can take so much assumptions, but it will never, um, it will never beat uh, what you can have as a qualitative insight input of a classic client sales or client customer care discussion. And actually both are work together, are working very fine. But there is one that people resist. It's the one where you face the other person, the other human beings, and where you have to make, um, you know, make a conversation out of it. A connection. Because, yeah, a connect, it's one, a connection. Uh, that sounds weird for a lot of people to make a connection with somebody who's not a friend or a family. Why? It's not my job. I mean, there is people to do that. And as well, uh, to be confronted. To be confronted at something you thought was your expertise, you knew everything about, it's been 15 years, 20 years, five years, five months, you're doing the same. You have certainties and then that person in front of you is just saying something that is switching completely uh, the idea and your assumption is good to be thrown away. And that's the whole process of learning, uh, testing, failing and everything. That's something that our brain does not like. <laughs> yeah. We are wired to resist that. Oh, change again. No, no. So... That's very confronting way. That's why I think sales is scary for so many people. I mean, who here never had any uh, struggle talking about sales? Everybody, yeah. I guess. When you started, you also had some, you know. Yeah, <laughs> some... of course. So that but... I think is the, the, the one. Yeah, but that's the thing is that if you look sales from a customer experience point of view, I mean, it's that simple. It's not about selling something. It's about giving an experience. And it sounds very magical and very, 
yeah, a little bit uh, fluffy. But it's it's about that. It's really about what is the intention that you are having in connection with that person. If your intention is pure, so serving that customer or potential customer, I mean, then everything is going to go by itself. I mean, the 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 walls will go down. I mean, there will be no longer a potential customer having a title and then a sales having a title, but two human beings connecting with each other and they will open up. I mean, that's my personal philosophy. And therefore, I think CX is just, um, especially if you look at it from the point of view of marketing with the, with the data, is an addition for the sales instead of maybe a, pot a possible threat that they're going to be replaced because if you know all the data what they want why do we need sales for that so and 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 i think personally that 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 intention that you are engaging as sales but also other people and also marketeers is is really not that scary it's quite i mean that's you and me what we're doing you say peter but you're not selling to emily no but we're, we're it's at the same time for me it's the same it's a, it's a connection it's it's also it starts with curiosity i'm very curious because you're the expert and i'm not about cx you see yeah that that's that's my favorite curiosity i think uh, again uh, we can be our own enemy uh, our expertise uh, our experience throughout years can be the worst for that because Things, uh, you used to do things a certain way and then that's how you shined already and that's how you made success already. But what, you know, what brought you here today will maybe not bring you where you want to go later. And that's the same with your career. And when it's in, I observe it, a strong transformation with, with, uh, with the tools of CX because it's a complete new set of methodologies. And uh, I think people can be familiar with them because uh, it's all about lean methodology. The try and fail, the test and learn. The You try, it works, you scale. You try, you fail, you kill. Uh, you try, you fail, you iterate, you uh, all the things. And that's not how we are. I know, I didn't learn that at school already. So, no. uh, and voila, uh, I don't think... Uh, there is special agile or lean whatever at school yet. So it's a methodology where you need to always face resistance. You always have to face your own beliefs, your own um, way of collaborating with people. And this is why I, I, I started to, to dive so much in coaching because in my own practice in CX, we were, uh, that's small groups of people, uh, that's small projects. Uh, even if it's big project, we're not much, you know, I've been doing UX, CX, and a little bit of everything on every project, pro product owner, because, you know, the it was quite new and it's still quite new. So you you have to, to be a pioneer. You have to try things out. And if you just uh, stuck yourself into what has been done in the past, you will fail because... No. Um, no. You will feel you will meet resistance you will uh, your own resistance and the resistance of other like why do you want to change all of this it was working fine and i th that's all the thing about cx i can talk about yeah how it's important to focus on on people and and all the methods to interview people and how you know we can go very deep into the tactical stuff but the whole strategy for me it's about collaboration mm. and mindset because you don't collaborate with people properly 
uh, on new methods to focus on something very new. If you don't train a little bit yourself, if you don't know yourself, and also, and I know we share that, the love of self-awareness, call mm -hmm. it also maturity, <laughs> uh, in a work environment, oh my God, this is so pleasant to, um, to have and develop. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and you, you say a lot of magical things. I mean, I'm going to recap a, a little uh, some of them because they're actually the same for sales. I mean, I mean, if you think you have a certain way of doing things in sales, and that that circus truck trick worked for you for ten years, I mean, there's going to uh, you never ever going to look at yourself in the mirror, eh, and start looking at those beliefs how you're doing things. I mean, they're going to be come a day that it will ne it will not work anymore so i think it's very wise to from time to time sometimes day to day look at yourself how you're doing things interacting collaborating and because if you don't do that after a while i believe you're going to start cutting corners i did that in the past eh? and you do that cutting corners because you think you can go faster but in terms of getting a real connection or a collaboration, you cannot go faster. You need to, it, it takes time. Normally, people don't get married on the first date either. They do other things, but they normally they don't get married on the first date. So, and, and this is the thing to, to really look what you're doing, to challenge yourself and to see it's just a belief. And it, 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 it tomorrow, it can be another belief or it, it can be replaced by another belief. It is not set in stone. Yeah. And I think that's a very, very important one, especially when you're longer in the business that you tend to have to have this like, yeah, repeated mechanisms. But these things are going to get in the way of the real connection human to human. And um, so for, for me, that's a very strong point that you that you that you mentioned there. Yeah. Yeah, and you were mentioning, uh, are we robot now? Um, yeah, I think we. That's that's a tool that that can be uh, magical for many things because you can, you know, the the precious time you can save thanks to automation and everything. But the moment you start to use robots to trap people into a funnel to make sure that they click at the right thing and blah blah blah, when it starts to be only uh, mechanical things that you're talking about, you you're not on the right track. You're not no. on the right track. No. Uh, the, the good way is having that kind of conversation with the inside of actually real people, real human being, real... Uh, I mean, like you would do in your real life, you're not talking only about operations and processes when you're at home or when you're with your friends. That's the same thing. And uh, I know people like to make a, you know, a line, a really thick line between their work and their life, but I'm sorry. I'm going to break the news for you. If you were like to have that big line, you are still the same person. That's normally you don't do or say everything the same. I mean, we are, we are uh, civilized and you know, you know, you adapt to your audience. That makes that certainty, but still you're still the same person. So yeah, I think people are still scared to own it. Uh, we just say that about the, the change, the fact that you have to look at yourself in the mirror uh, mirror uh, quite often to make sure that uh, the world is just not turning on the other side when you're still stuck on your uh, on your own point. And, uh, and yeah, you are just a human being, so you need to be nice with yourself. <laughs> it's yeah, normal to be lost. 
And another also point that you mentioned is the um, uh, the trial and, and fail methodology for me. And it's also, I you know that I'm a magician also. And the thing also, the principle that I there also learned, which I also apply in, in, in business, also in sales, is that there are actually no stupid ideas. Mm. I mean, when you have an idea, I mean, I always like, let's try it and let's see if it's yeah if it's it's a good idea or a bad idea but it's really about doing it and not having some kind of discussion yeah it's a bad idea no sometimes doing things which you think are a little bit yeah and it's not going to work because this book has said that or this book has said that or we didn't learn that in school that way it's it's because and that's the second point i want to make is that um the things like CX and also with sales, I mean, these things you cannot learn at school. And for some kind of reason, we are conditioned that when you graduate, you think we should not learn anymore. We should not reflect anymore. And we, we should not challenge the things that we have learned. But that's, that's exactly the point with change. I mean, that's the thing that's going to be here forever. It's going to change. And it, the change is at a, at a, at a rate so fast i mean yeah if you're going to resist with it it's going to hurt a lot and uh, create a lot of pain but if you're going to embrace the change and say look like like when you're like a, a surfer on the on the on the on the water i mean riding the waves that's another way of of embracing that change and i mean i like that i i really like that change and yeah and it's it's like yeah it's today like this and tomorrow so it's really having that growth mindset instead of having a fixed mindset and saying yeah it's like this we've done it before it's always been like this and let's do it again like this yeah yeah and uh i think we both but i'm sure the people are watching is the same tell us but uh hearing like we've always been doing this way or it has been working for years that can be so frustrating to hear because you come with a new idea. And I like to remind people that, yeah, if you are in that job right now, you have been hired because you have skills and you're, you, it's expected from you to come with ideas and opinion. But somehow, sometimes you got in the flow of, you know, we've all been doing this way and, you know, we have only 24 hours per day. We have our own issues and, uh, and sometimes it is comfy to, you know, laid back a little bit. But... We are creative beings and if you are interested in sales, in CX and everything around innovations and you, you keep learning, you are uh, agitated when you face the kind of attitude which is like yeah, laid back and not really challenging the status quo and it is completely needed and the, the latest crisis that is still surfing right now is the best example. I mean, there are a lot of people who thrive there because they were surfing that vibe. And uh, that's also the environment you are in that allows you to innovate, allows you to feel, allows you to speak up. The way you feel about how, where you are is also super important. I always had the feeling, for example, you would tell me if, it, uh, if I'm wrong or uh, uh, at least it's my perception, that sales is always the people people in sales always have more freedom to try things than people in other departments because you're facing the client and you need to own your shit <laughs> because you need to to okay there is sales script stuff uh, you know for some companies but uh, 
in a way, you are improvising something because you're in conversation with somebody. And so you need your emotional intelligence right away. Yeah, Where so others, they're very much in their brain, preparing mm -hmm. everything, need the validation of everything. And so that's why as well, CX and sales are very close yeah. in my mind. It's because sales own, uh, because they can own more uh, the situation. Yeah, that's a, that's indeed a very very good remark, uh, Emily. Is that um, I see a lot of sales organizations who are very processed, who are very systematic, and there's nothing wrong with that. At the same time, um, it's the same with the, with the, with the, with, the, with the automation of your digital transformation. Is um, make sure you don't exaggerate that the system is not becoming the goal, and um, I. I fully agree with you is that we just are just doing something and it's a little bit negative, but I don't mean it negative, but indeed it's, I mean, it's not having a sales script. It's good for a junior to have some kind of um, something to hold on, but then by doing it a lot, it becomes second nature and it, it, you, you own it and it, it's no longer a script anymore. And so you're getting better and better, but at the, at the core principle it's really about asking great questions and even more important, listening to understand than to be understood. Yeah? And that's instead of uh, asking two questions and then pitching your whole, I don't know, whatever thing you want to pitch. Um, I, I don't believe that. Uh, and so it's indeed true that um, for me, a great uh, high performing sales organization is really i wouldn't say messy but it's really about experimenting and for me it is for me personally it is i mean especially with new products i give myself like five six seven deals that's my secret uh, to experiment with with um, who whom am i talking to what's their business case what's the use case what's their angle i mean and what's the pricing everything all the all, all the parameters involved to get to that deal I mean, and I give, like I said, I, I give myself five, six um, deals. And then I know, because I'm going to lose all these deals. And then at the seventh, I know it's there. It's the magic. And then it's just about fine-tuning. And then I have found it. And then I can educate other people. This is how you should do it. But make it your own. So that's yeah, 100% correct. Yeah. And then in addition to that, and this is something I uh, have done before. And speaking of marketeers. With me, they don't have an option not sitting around with the customer. I just book a meeting, for instance, with the, with the marketing director or CMO, whatever a marketing uh, title or role of the customer or potential customer and with a marketeer from my marketing colleagues. So, and they say people, uh, then they say, Peter, why did you do that? I'm like, uh, yeah, we're going to connect. And it, it's indeed so... I'm then the person who are going to hold their hands and like, oh, we're going to tiptoe in the water. And um, and then they feel like, oh, it's good water. And it's uh, they did not bite my head off. Um, it's not a vampire or something. No, they're paying your wages. And they're also human beings with feelings and struggles and challenges. And um, and they can laugh too. So it's, yeah. For, so for me, I, I fully agree with you. Sometimes I have to help them get out of your heads and connect a little bit from heart to heart, from human being to human being and feel a little bit more. 
And indeed, and that's a little bit addition to that, is that especially for me, and I look at good sales persons, they have learned to work with uh, and using self-awareness to train their intuition and to read the room, to feel the room, uh, feel people. Yeah. And that's very important. And I knew, or observing it on myself, of course, but also on my clients, that uh, a key for that is confidence. And uh, I think that sales is a perfect example <laughs> because confidence is something you build up for sure, but it's like a real stretch uh, for sales. I know I talk for, for myself because I've been scared uh, for sales for years. And that's one of my first barrier when I wanted to uh, go um, independent. I was like, oh my God, that I'm going to have to sell myself, my God. So I know how it can be scary. Um, and that requires confidence, first step, courage. <laughs> and once you got the first step with the courage, then you start to build up confidence. Um, that is something I observe is very, very key as well on CX. Super key. Because again, you're facing people uh, who, you know, that's usually not their priority. You know, you are the CX person somewhere. You have a project, you know, you have to build up things. CX is quite trendy. It's somewhere in the company uh, strategy. Yes, but there's still the business going on with all the, the habits and the ambitions and uh, the priorities and etc. So you also need a lot of confidence, uh, sometimes courage and then confidence. You know, you juggle with the two uh, to make it uh, to, to make it work. And uh, confidence in the work environment is not super easy to build all the time. You really need a safe place. You need mentors. You need um, to be clear as well. Uh, on what you want to achieve there. Okay, you are now in CX or sales, but do you actually like that? Are you really mm. curious about this? And 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 so uh, especially in CX, where uh, as it's new, there is not a lot of profile on the the market, so you can easily uh, you, you were part of the marketing department or the HR department, and then suddenly, boom, you are a CX something. That's a lot of stress, and uh, I cannot imagine that if it's the same in sales that you move in sales from like that but confidence is a real challenge for yeah. everyone i mean imposter syndrome is a rampant so uh, yeah imposter syndrome yeah and it's um i i've, I've, I've created also a linkedin post eh? a, week, a week ago or something it's it, the imposter syndrome so i mean thinking that you're a fraud while you're having already built some expertise is um is yeah it's very human because the moment we pop out of um, or we come onto the world, um, we are trained or conditioned with, with one thought. We are not good enough in mm. some kind of way. And that uh, we are not good enough is going to haunt us for the rest of our lives. So this means also, I mean, when you see those cocky, overconfident sales, then you can think they're not confident. They're actually masking their confidence with some kind of arrogance. I mean, but to, in order to build real confidence, confidence for me is, is self-love and not egoistic. It's just knowing what gives you energy, what drains your energy, where you're good at, where, where, you, where your strong points, your weaker points, but you don't focus on the weaker points because there are other people who have yeah, strong points who can, who can be complementary. And that you know uh, and that you're open for yourself and that that you can look to yourself and saying i'm enough and it's it's okay 
and it doesn't have to be all the time. And how do you reach that, for instance, in sales? But it's the same in, in six. There is no real truth and there is no real silver bullet in sales. I mean, I know that a lot of people from different regions, from different sectors are watching and listening. This, th There is no one course about CX or sales. No, there isn't. Every context, every era is different. Every, um, yeah. So for me, there is no real, you should do it like this. And then it will. So what is the alternative? You just do something. You try and and you fail or you I, I call fail learning and then you adapt and then you try again and you're getting better and better and better and better. And and by doing that, so the first step, courage, you're becoming more confident because you are aware of Yeah, everything is going to be fine. I'm going to be alive. And also the thing is, I'm going to do my utterly best and that's all you can do. All you can do is all you can do and all you can do is enough. And if you can say to yourself at the end of the day, I'm grateful because I've done my best. That's the, that's the only thing you can do. And if you made mistakes, I mean, that's then a lesson. Then you learned and you know, okay, next time I'm going to do it differently. And you don't take that so personally. You're not going to say you, 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 you bastard, you screwed up. Why did you do that? No, no, no. Okay, you be kind to yourself. And if you discover thoughts about or believe that you are going to break down yourself, then it's indeed something to stand still and to take a pause there and to reflect what's under that before you, you, um, you, you go further. Because the thing is, is that the destination is the journey or the journey is the destination. There is going to be never a point where you know enough and that you say, now I'm, I'm here, I'm the CX expert or the sales expert. I don't have to learn anything anymore. I mean, it's going to be boring. I mean, imagine that I'm, I'm I, after playing 30 years guitar, I cannot learn anymore. Yeah, I know everything right now. No, there is not. There is so much to learn. That's the thing which, 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 which keeps me fueling and and inspired to learn more and to say maybe the things I learned yesterday I have to throw them away and to learn them today again. So, bon, I keep... Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. I don't think it ever happens. It, there is no end game. There is not a point where you are like all satisfied. But that's the trap we like to fall into. Well, dude, when I'm this, when I've done this, when I, then, then there is like sort of re reward. But we are not that kind of creature. We like immediate reward. <laughs> so making plans for super long, it's nice to keep a vision and, you know, have a big context for yourself so you can feel good about how you evolve and everything. That's called ambition and that's bright. But you need to have satisfaction a little bit every day. That's why when people come to me, they're like, how do you do this? And how are we going to, how, 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 how? Yeah, it's all everywhere. All the things are there for free. There is... I mean, I'm not gonna, I can tell you how I do, but maybe a part of it gonna make you cringe because it does not feel right for you because the way I, I do it is just working fine for me, working fine for the team I am now. And of course, as we are, you know, there is always similarities in a group of people. So there is stuff I know that I've got some tricks that work for, for, with everybody because we are different, but still same, same kind of creature. But it is also important that you figure out the recipe for yourself. Uh, taking a framework, taking a uh, expert 10 bullet points to do the thing, usually is just inspiration. 
you will have to adapt the thing because the people in your team will not embrace it the way you wish. That's why collaboration is so important because you're going to come with your plan in 10 steps. And then somebody from your team will say, okay, I know that. With my expertise, I know that the, 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 the third bullet point is bullshit. <laughs> okay, fine. So let's find it now. Can we do it in nine steps? Do you have another step? And that's the whole point of, of collaboration. Making a systems that work for the environment. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, you can... The, all the books, you know, I, I'm, I'm very fan of that. <laughs> and uh, I download a lot of inspiration from book. And it's very useful. Because when I'm searching a solution for a problem, I can count on my inspiration. That's perfect. But I count as well on my creativity. We come back on confidence there because you need to. But yeah, I lost the track of what I was about to say. But I mean, that's why my point was go, just go with the, the, the collaboration. You are not alone in your head. You're not alone in this journey. And try to find something that is nice every day that you can be grateful, like you said. Oh, Today, at least, I did that, and I'm happy. Uh, yeah. Today, that was a good discussion. Today, uh, that was a learning. And we are we need immediate reward. Counting yeah. on the thing in five years or ten years, oh, my God, you're going to just burn yourself out. Or yeah. hustle, too long. Hustle is good for a short period of time. I'm, I'm not a fan of hustling, I have to say, but I did it. It was helpful. So I'm not going to just bash it for free. <laughs> but still, uh, it's not sustainable. And the idea that you want to do something that is sustainable for you, taking care of yourself along the way. And so know how your brain works. And then it's easier. You, so yeah. you can collaborate with this as well. Yeah. But that, that you, you've said a lot of things. And um, I'm going to combine two things. I mean, collaboration yeah. with the imposter syndrome and with, yeah, um, yeah. with confidence. I mean... I mean, um, even Lady Gaga thinks she's an imposter um, from time to time. And yeah. if you want to collaborate with people and you make a, a proposal, in, indeed, with the 10 bullets of... Um, uh, and people say, ah, oh, the third one is, is bullshit. I mean, it's possible that you're being triggered and that you will feel irritated and frustrated and like, hey what the hell i just create this this is, is my proposal and you just you said point three is bullshit now the thing yeah. is is that that frustration that irritation with you is um is is important because it's saying something about yourself and this means or it is possible that you are looking for some kind of external validation um some kind of how do you call that um the approval of others about what you're mm -hmm. proposing and that's the thing if you're looking uh for external validation and if you're going to put your happiness or your well-being what you think of about yourself and in, in the in the hands of other people then i can guarantee you you're going to have a very miserable life so it's very important to if somebody is reacting on your yeah your third point i don't I don't agree with that is just to be very open and say, can you please explain why um, you, you do this? And at the same time, you can also say, I feel irritated because you're mentioning that. Okay. So at least you are coming together. And by having that open mind, you can also learn from that point of view and not becoming uh, into a situation where two egos is going to, 
yeah, battle against each other because that's not collaboration. Because the thing is, if you're working with people, um, if you can create that flow state, that co-creational state, then the total is going to become more than the, the sum of the underlying parts. And that's where the real magic is. And that is where the real ideas are going to um, come into the world. That's very, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I like that a lot. I mean, there is, the, that's uh, how to be vulnerable at work, uh, how to just speak your mind and be able to do it. And just, that's, that, that's essential. I mean, it is expected from you that you say something. You are an expert after all. And uh, even if it's your expertise is young, it's still an expertise. <laughs> I like to, to think that you're an expert of anything you put your heart into. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you, you know, you stay open. And uh, yeah, I don't think it happens a lot. People are scared of, of uh, being in conflict. But of course, that's the money relationship there is in the company. My boss, he decides if I got my raise or not. If, you know, my clients, if, if, you know, some people does not like to be confronted or something, maybe he's never going to sign my other contract or my extension or whatever. We all are scared for one reason or another to, um, for conflict or just because we don't like that. But you can really bring that in a very healthy way. Mm. I can I, I mean, I, it's not like you're wrong. My, my example with bullshit was actually a terrible one. Nobody should ever talk to anybody this way. And, uh, and yeah, the example you just shared was uh, just good. But, yeah, we don't have to just dig it because uh, discussion is healthy. That's, uh, again, something very good in, in, the, in the collaboration. That's yeah. very nice. Do you, and how do you... Um, because I think then you really need a safe space for that. Again, yeah. it's about confidence, okay? You need to put yourself out. Okay, maybe I'm going to say something and people... You know, you're scared that people's going to laugh or whatever you think that's going to happen that might not but that's also am i in a safe space because sometimes the relationship at work can be so unhealthy do you have some uh, tips because you know leave been in for a while. leave <laughs> i mean yeah no no i mean the, the, i fully agree i mean and i think it's it's uh, especially for leadership teams um it's their job to create emotional um safe environments where people can speak up and at the same time that's something i learned from um from google and from uh, the saturday night show is that they what they did is that um everybody can say their opinion and everybody has the same amount of time i mean you emily and myself the possibility is that we um as we are good with words that we are good expressing in our idea and sometimes it's it's possible that we take time of other people and that other people are um not wired in that way and that they don't speak up at the same time they can have magical ideas and um i know for myself that if people don't know me well sometimes i can be in in a meeting quite um present between brackets so I have to be very aware of my energy in a meeting um, that I'm not too present just by, by my energy, just so I don't sometimes... Because so, certain people are more introvert, although I also am an introvert, um, is that, um, that, 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 that I should involve them and really say, look, what's your opinion? And, and it's a very energy vibey thing eh, to make sure that, that, that there's an emotional safe environment 
Now, to, to answer your question on, on the unhealthy, I mean, if I think being in a toxic environment is going to drain energy and it's not going to um, be good for you. I mean, in, especially not in the, on the long term. So if that sustains that situation, I mean, for me personally, um, I would leave that certain unit or whatever because um, it's not worth it, actually. They're, if if it's toxic, they're not going to listen. They're not going to do anything with your ideas. They're, they're, I mean, you cannot really form that flow, that co-creation. It's just about ego. There's nothing wrong with ego, eh? but you have to use it in the right way. So... I'm like, I mean, then it's time to move on. Then it's a signal of the universe, say, take the next step, take the yeah. new chapter, become independent, take your life into your own hands because that's mm. the signal that you were waiting for. That's maybe not the not answer this, that you're looking yeah. for. What? Yeah, yeah, if it's not this, it's going to be something better. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I observed just now? We have some... Um, some uh, content here. I had some people who say hi on LinkedIn. Sorry, people, but uh, I didn't refresh the page. So uh, thank you for saying hi and thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm checking uh, if there is great way to look at confidence. Thank you. Yeah, I think we got people who are uh, here. I got a question, but how do you make sure the person you are talking to does not immediately thinks you are trying to sell them something? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I think that's for Peter. <laughs> um, I I, th I have multiple answers on that question, and it really depends on 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 the on the situation. But first of all, is really setting your attention, and it sounds a little fluffy, but before you enter the meeting, um, is that um, normal people they have like their their smartphones and they're looking on mails and 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 they're in their heads. So they're still at the meeting they just had or with that phone call or with that mail or whatever, or, or talking with another person. Myself, uh, i rather take, even it's 30 seconds to really feel my body and not my brain and to really set, set the intention. And the intention is, look, I want to create value for that person. And uh, even if he or she is not ready to buy or even not buying at all or not open to buy in the future it doesn't matter i'm only here to discover who is that person what he or she is driving and um, at the end of the meeting uh, we come are going to come to a kind of a conclusion that we can work together cannot work together maybe we can she or he can introduce me to one of her peers um, but that i have created value for that person that's the first um, answer the second is um Sometimes I also say that literally to that person. Look, my intention here is not to sell. My intention here is to get to know you and what you're driving because I've seen this or that in that sector, blah, blah, blah. And really speaking up that intention. Um, combined with that first thing, people will feel that. It's a really feel thing. People will feel it if you're there to what's in it for me, which is the selling part. It's really talking, thinking about my commission or really about the serving um, intention. People feel that immediately when you enter the, the meeting. And it, this means also the third one is asking questions and asking really broad questions, not questions in the area of, of, of yeah, your product or service. Really starting what, okay, for instance, 2022, um, we're in a 
I don't know, in a crisis or a crisis is coming. I don't know what the situation is. Are you living in a crisis? What is happening in your environment? And another question that I'm going to ask is, imagine you're at the dinner table at uh, the 31st of December 2022 and you are eating your turkey or whatever you're eating. Um, if you then look back at 2022, what is going to be the, criteri the criteria that 2022 on a professional level has been a great year? That's one question. Or what is happening within the crisis is going to impact your work, your environment. And I'm going to start there. So it's really about starting very, I wouldn't say high level, but it's really about that person. And I even let that person, I had situations where that person said at the end of the meet said, look, we have to close down. Uh, was it interesting? Um, that said, but what are you doing? We're going to take t talk about that in the next meeting. So I, I'm waiting for the the inspiration for 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 the other person to come to me instead of the typical. I'm going to push something. Another question that you can ask in the beginning of the meeting is a very for me a question that works every time. Look, we have one hour. My intention is eh, I'm going I want to serve you and create value. But in order to do that, if we after that one hour. How? What is the success criteria that this meeting is going to be the best spent time in your complete life? And based on that answer, you can you can um, lead the conversation. Um, does that work for you, Emily? Well, for me, it sounds a very great answer. I hope you find a, that useful, Brit. You caused a, you you asked a question. I I think it's wonderful, and I know how it makes. You know how it's sometimes very hard to just uh, put your sales suit and I got I struggled a lot with this in the beginning until I understood that I didn't have to put a sales suit no <laughs> and that's all in the attitude that's all in the attitude and um, that's also why it's so important to find your own way to do the things because it's not because um, said no Peter just share with you some great tips it's inspiration some of them gonna just click with you and say oh my god this is a great question i'm gonna use it until i don't know uh and maybe you're gonna say for another one of the steps you're gonna yeah i don't see myself doing this yeah and that signal is super important for you okay if you don't see yourself doing this it's maybe you don't have to do it yeah <laughs> and there is other ways and that's why it's so hard to just bring a method and just put that method down your throat yeah. and say okay that's how you do it that's not how you do it yeah. and that's where we also touched the, the confident thing because it, it requires courage and then confidence to do something different but that's also why people are all over the internet bringing inspiration of how they do yeah the, the how they do things can inspire you but then you need to find your own resources to be able to take the step and do something and maybe yeah. do something different you 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 can have the best teachers but you will have anyway uh at one point you will need to just adapt the recipe you just received to make yours mm. and then it's easier and then you don't feel like that awkwardness when you start something because you don't feel forced to do something that is not that does not feel right for you no and uh yeah i think that's applicable for everything but everything you, you, you just mentioned also the tip that michael huble uh but you put it in your own words words is that don't put on your sales suit. Never. 
Never. Ja. Don't voilà. put it on. I mean, ja. I, I never put it on. I, because it's so strange. You then see people, very nice people, and then they put their sales suit on, and they're like, huh? is that the Wolf of Wall Street, number two? What the yeah, hell just happened here? Yeah. <laughs> and then, I've been there. I know. <laughs> but that's that's also part of the journey. Eh? That's the trial and the fail oh, yeah. thing. That's it doesn't work. I did it also myself. Eh? It doesn't work. Yeah, that's uh yeah yeah I know that's part of the game. Uh, Brit say yes thanks. So I guess she got the inspiration she needed today. So uh, and it, yeah. So please people, if you have other questions, just don't hesitate. Shoot shoot shoot. We're still alive for a few minutes, and uh, yeah, that's the moment. Uh, hello, hello. We still have some hello. Hello, Jack. Um, yeah. Do you think there is something you want to add, like something we, we forgot to say, to share today? Because we covered so much field. Yeah, I'm we, happy we were uh, on the soft skills as much and, and the, the Ah, me too. Me too, me too, me, me too. Because the how-tos <laughs> are the rational head parts, the brain parts. These, those are the, 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 the simple parts. Because if it's that simple... I mean, we wouldn't be here. We would sitting on our desert island drinking, I don't, me, me at least, non-alcoholic uh, drinks. I mean, but it's that underlying la la layer, which is the more challenging part. The deal that we have to deal with ourselves. And, um, and a lot of people forget that. So for me, we could go on. But we will not do that oh, because yeah. you, ha you have an event within one hour. So we're going to close down yeah. and thank everybody. I want to thank you, Emily. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. I really enjoyed talking. Thank you for those who join. And uh, if you missed or if you catch up, don't worry, there will be replays. So uh, you can't really miss it. So uh, that's very nice. But thank you. I loved our discussion. I know it's not the last one, so I'm happy already. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for more uh, CX and sales, uh, you know, with a new angle, I think it's important to bring that. I'm happy we did it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you, everybody, for listening and joining. Bye-bye. See you around. Bye-bye.